My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My soul rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. In the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Well, if last week we met the camel-hair-wearing, locust and wild, honey-eating John the Baptist, this week we meet a whole different John. The John of John's Gospel is never called the Baptist. Rather, this is John the Witness. While he's described as doing some general baptizing here and there, a careful read of John's story of Jesus' baptism reveals that John does not baptize Jesus in the Gospel of John. John's primary role is not as one who baptizes, but one who was to testify to the light who is coming into the world. John was a very human witness to this extraordinary cosmic event. God is about ordering a new creation, a new presence of light in the world. But it necessitates a fellow human to point to its presence. Otherwise, human as we are, we might not see it. And God chose a humble man named John to point the way. John is the one who points us to Jesus, who is our true light. He's the one who witnesses to the one who is above all. Jesus calls himself, I am. And throughout John's gospel, we see John saying, no, I am not. John is constantly saying, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not Elijah. I'm not even a prophet. He knows he's not the light who is shining in the darkness. But he also knows he is here because he is pointing to the one who is to come. He knows nothing but to articulate his identity in connection to Jesus' identity. As I said many times last week while preaching, John knows his place, and his place is not that of the Messiah. He understands fully that he is not the one. He is the one that has come before, pointing to and making a way and ultimately helping to make a way for the light to come. We are in the season of Advent, light and dark. We are in the dark looking for our light. For those of us who have walked in darkness, or if you can recall a season of your life in which darkness seemed to be the only color, most of us in this room would probably agree it's not fun. 
It is not something most of us would choose to be in. However, the lessons that can be learned are certainly, if you let them, life-changing and can be fruitful. But if a season of darkness has been a companion of yours for a while, you know when light finally comes, there is relief. It's felt. I'm a firm believer that it's only through darkness can one truly relish the light. And it's only through light that when darkness comes, we have the hope and assurance that it's not going to overtake us. There is something alluring for me about the need for light in our lives. Light, just like the season of Advent, is preparing us, and only with the light are we better to see what's coming. Just like John, who came before Jesus, during this season of the year, we have Christmas trees, Christmas lights, Advent wreaths, nativity scenes. All of these elements help us to bear witness Help us to enter in our humanity into this cosmic story. The story that we are preparing for, that of Christ entering our world. We have Advent wreaths and nativity scenes to remind us of the tradition, but also they help us to remember one of the greatest events. And so today, our Advent wreath points to how Jesus entered the world. We have this beautiful, solo, rose-colored candle. It's a soft, feminine pink candle. As a reminder of how Jesus entered the world through a woman and in breaking of femininity a reminder of the amazingly human way in which the light of the world made his entrance, not as a grown man wielding a sword and riding a beautiful white stallion like so many were thinking. Instead, the finite and the infinite weave together salvation in the belly of a Middle Eastern young woman named Mary. And so the church pays homage to this feminine inbreaking today. That is why it's Rejoicing Sunday, it's Gaudete Sunday, when rose candles are lit and rose-colored vestments are worn by clergy. Gaudete is Latin, and it means to rejoice because we've been waiting and anticipating. But we rejoice because he is on his way very soon. So in my own little advent of sorts, I finally get to wear my rose vestments for the very first time. 
I ordered them over a year ago. And it took six months to be made. Clergy vestments take a while to make them pretty. And so after much waiting and hoping, I finally get to wear my first custom-made chasuble and stole that happens to be pink on this Gaudete Sunday. In tribute to Mary Theotokos, God-bearer, the one who gave us Jesus. So it's no coincidence today that the story of Advent or preparing for Christ's arrival is told by way of candles. Makers of light. For we know that walking in the dark is unsettling and hard. For instance, when walking in the dark, one of my favorite female priests, Barbara Brown Taylor, says it this way. Step one of learning to walk in the dark is to give up running the show. Next, you sign the waiver that allows you to bump into some things that might frighten you at first. And finally, you ask darkness to teach you what you need to know. And yes, darkness does teach many lessons. But here is the testimony of our faith. Darkness is not darkness to God. The night is as bright as the day. In today's gospel, John's first declaration of the incarnation, or Jesus coming to the world, is that the light of the world is continually shining when darkness surrounds So no matter how dark you feel your world is right now, the hope of our gospel is this. It just isn't. Can you trust me? It just isn't. Here is the promise. In the midst of the darkness that surrounds you, light is shining. It's there. I promise. It's there. For me, sometimes that light comes as a glorious sunrise or sunset. Sometimes it's by rescuing a dog named Ziva, whose name literally means God's radiant light, who wakes me up every morning and reminds me of light. Sometimes it's by the light in others that's so radiant by their kind words and actions that it's overwhelming. Sometimes, though, it's you being the light and the inspiration for others who need it. For instance, 
You find yourself at a neighborhood Christmas party on the eve of the third Sunday of Advent when you know you should be home writing a sermon, but you feel like you need to go, and so you put your sermon down and you go. And suddenly, you've entered into another's world. You didn't know those who were there needed you there. You just felt like you needed to go. And so you did. But because you entered into a conversation that was bathed in holiness, magic happened. Hope and light filled a room because you went and you offered words that needed to be heard. That is how the light comes, simply <laughs> listening. Hungry souls need a light, and by golly, as disciples of Jesus, we need to be that light. We see that John bore witness to the light, and now it is our job to lead lives that point people to the light. We can't operate in the shadow of darkness. We have to bear the light, as Mary did. And as she did, she rejoiced. So I will say to you, look for the light this week. And I'm going to push a little bit harder and say, you be the light this week. Follow up with those conversations that need to be had. Be aware that what you say and what you do matters. People are watching. People are needing hope. The story of Jesus is one in which darkness will never overcome it. And that is the story we have inside. Even if you find yourself there now in darkness, remember. Darkness can be a companion for a bit of time. But the hope of our Jesus, the hope of the gospel, is that the light of the world is ever-present and will always win. It just will. Thanks be to God for that. So, dear people of grace, be filled with hope, knowing that the light of Christ is with you, shining brightly. And also be filled with hope that our Savior is coming. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad. Amen. May the Lord, mighty Lord, bless and 
keep you forever, granting peace, perfect peace, courage in every endeavor. Lift your eyes and see His grace. Know His face forever. May the Lord, mighty Lord, bless and keep you forever. And the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, rest upon you this day and those whom you love and care for. Amen.